You're listening to the Fan Club Podcast, where two polar opposites discover each other's fandoms for the very first time. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Fan Club Podcast. My name is Matthew. And this is Sarah. And today we are discussing Black Widow, which is episode 41. Are you glad we're finally done with TV show month? Absolutely. Um, it was a lot of work. However, I am grateful because we did grow a lot. I'm talking like numbers wise for us. Yeah. We, we grew a lot and I'm very, I'm eternally grateful for it. Um, but it was a lot of editing for me. It was a lot of watching. Like, we broke it, like, I did the math. We had a lot, like, a lot more foot traffic and it was also a lot more we watched. Because WandaVision is like nine episodes. Falcon, yeah. Hawkeye, Loki, and Moon Knight are all six episodes. Don't get me wrong, it was a lot of fun, but we also have a toddler. Yes, and, and so, so it it's... made watching and editing and all of that kind of difficult. Um, so it, I'm grateful to be back to the movies. However, we will have another isolated week of for Miss Marvel and an isolated week for for She-Hulk but that yes. is it's not going to be nearly as as strenuous as like a full month of it of uh, the TV shows um because that's going to be like one week at the beginning of January and one week at the end of January e- so yeah. or something like that something like, like that um so yeah today we are talking about Black Widow technically this is the first movie of phase 4 Technically. Okay. I'm going to say something kind of... I did a poll the other day of, like, did you like Black Widow or did you not like Black Widow? And overwhelmingly, people said yes. Listen, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I thought it was wildly out of place in the timeline that we're at right now. A lot of people feel the same thing, but with them doing it now, they kind of helped explain Florence Pugh's character. I've... Okay, I've said this to Matthew before. I think that if this movie happened around the time that Black Panther happened, I would not. I thought I would think it was a much better movie. Yes, it. It just felt. It felt like we were sliding backwards. I feel like this is a story that we. And I. I fully understand. Matthew explained it to me the other day that there was some what in the in the biz they call move uh, what they call development hell where it, a movie takes forever to get yeah, made. That's essentially... So, they were going to make it a couple times, but then it just never got the green light. It never got the, okay, go. Yeah, it was it was stuck in development hell for a while. Kind of like um, another Marvel movie that got stuck in that. Uh, Deadpool. Deadpool 1 took 10 years to get the green light by Fox. Yeah. It took 10 years of Ryan Reynolds trying to convince Fox that people want a rated R. If you want us to do Deadpool, subscribe to our Patreon. We will be doing Deadpool. We will do it on a bonus episode on Patreon. But Deadpool 3, when it comes out, will be on the podcast. Normal podcast, because that's... Deadpool... Anything going forward that's release-wise will be on podcasts. Anything that's been made outside of the MCU timeline will be on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So, like, the OG Spider-Man's X-Men. Which we're going to start... We're going to start that in the new year. Yeah, we're um, going to start... We're still... I'm still figuring out which one we want to start with. So, I I liked Black Widow. I just thought... Because, so, timeline-wise, it's supposed to happen after Civil War. Yes. And I think if it happened right around that time, I would love it. So, some people believe that... Because she has the same exact hairstyle as in Infinity War. That Black Which I Widow, hate. That Black Widow takes place right before Infinity War. I don't think... I definitely know I said it on the recording. I don't know if it made it in the final episode of of Infinity War. But that hairstyle is not Scarlett Johansson's best look. Yeah. That is the super, super fi- like light blonde with like the super light eyebrows. Just like... She's much better as a redhead in my personal opinion. Okay. A beautiful woman. Don't get me wrong. But... Like, it's just that that tone of blonde was not right on her skin tone, in my personal opinion. But, so some people think that this actually took place right before Infinity War. Sure. Which makes a lot more sense. I just, it was bugging the crap out of me because I feel like, and again, it makes a lot more sense because it was stuck in development hell for so long that I I can understand a little bit, but like... I feel like kind of the ship has sailed on the original core 
Avengers, yeah. and it just felt really weird going back. It's not. I mean, it also took like Black Widow. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it also took forever to get a Hawkeye. But like, I don't know. It just felt odd to me. But they would have had to change the story. I think also because this movie very much had the energy of that era of MCU shows, mm-hmm. like the Civil War era, or sorry, not MC movies. Yeah, and. I think because... It had Phase 3 energy. It really did. And the TV shows, and I I, I said this again to Matthew this week, is that the TV shows all had really interesting visuals and cinematography. Moon Knight is the best example of that. where they mirrors. um, There's a lot of really interesting visuals, and I felt like Black Widow was kind of, I hate to say it, but like sliding back a little bit. It didn't feel as like intricate as they typically are. Yeah. I can see that. Because that's the other thing. That's each, being really critical, so I'm sorry. Phase, but each face has its own energy, its own vibe. I, that's what I'm saying. I just don't think Black Widow fits the vibe of this no, face. But, I mean, if it's Spider-Man, uh, Far From Home, or No Way Home. Well, isn't No Way Home technically the first of this face? No. No, No Way Home is the end. That's the thing. Some Some people believe it's the end of Phase 3. Some people believe it's the because it's the first one we see that was directly affected because of Endgame. So this was released in 2021 by um, it was directed by Kate Shortland, um, and the movie opens with a flashback to Ohio 1995. And my first note is literally, "Who is this child with the blue hair?" I did not realize and process that that was Natasha, which in hindsight makes sense because like they're kind of in hiding. Yeah, but you didn't know that. No, I know, but I was like. I do love, however, having finished the movie, obviously. It fills in a lot of holes. Well, but I really, I really like how she has blue hair, but her red roots are showing. Mm-hmm. So it's clearly been a while. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that touch is really nice. Um, and then the subtitles basically gave it away that this little girl was young Yelena. And after, yeah. after having seen Hawkeye, obviously... So, Black Widow takes place before Hawkeye. Well, because the end credit scene. Yes. So, anything that we talk about, this movie was, or I believe was released before Hawkeye. And I, I so before we did Hawkeye, we I got a message from Sammy from Team Unicorn, and she was basically like, I'm a little worried about, like, how you're going to think of Hawkeye with the whole Yelena thing, and um, like just because we haven't seen Black Widow yet. And I understand what she means now. It does feel a little bit out of order. Which I completely forgot. That's my bad. Um, but I, I honestly, I, I think that she was, I like Florence Pugh. I love Florence Pugh, actually. Mm. So she was a welcome addition. I think that her and um, Haley Seinfeld really played well against each other. Um, so, and then there's this thing between the little girls where they, they there's these, like, Basically, what looks like fireflies, and they call it like bioluminescence. No, that's what the um, chemical is called that makes their uh, essentially their butts glow. So they were fireflies. They were fireflies, but the mom was saying or was talking about how they're able to glow is because of bioluminescence. Yeah, which it's really cool when you see a bug or even like the sea creatures that live like thousand plus feet underneath the sea oh those creepy little anglerfish the dad comes home and it's hopper from stranger things david harbour is the actor yeah. um and he basically is like we they have they, they need to leave immediately do you remember talking about the whole vacation thing that we've always talked about well we're going on right now we figure out a little bit why later. Um, and then in the car they're trying to like it seems like they're trying to make it as not abnormal for the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're playing Yelena's favorite song, which is American Pie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then they, they go to like some kind of little mini airplane. They go to like, uh, it's like a storage thing. Yeah, but they like get into an airplane. While S.H.I.E.L.D. is chasing them. Yeah, I did not notice there was the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo until you had pointed it out to me. Like, so what they stole was terrifying. Which, what was the other thing that was going on during this time? During 1990s? It was Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those projects they could have stolen info on. Mm-hmm. Could have been Project Pegasus. It could have been 
any of the other two projects. I don't remember their names. The Project Pegasus, I think, was the light drive. Right? Wasn't it Project Insight? Project Insight. And then Project Pegasus was flying ships. Mm-hmm. And then... Insight has nothing to do with Tony Stark, but I guess it was his maybe. dad. Maybe. No, Project Insight was his dad's. Project Insight was his dad's. Project Pegasus was, I think, the light drive and, like, flying spacecrafts. And then there was one more, and I don't remember what it was. The mom then gets shot, so Natasha has to fly the plane, which is kind of like sprinkling seeds of, um, I'm just going to say it, her badassery to come. I think, um, I, I think she's like 11. I think so. Or something in this scene. That's, that sounds to, about right. To fly a plane while your supposed mom is like dying next to you, that's crazy. I would love to fly a plane. Oh, heck no. I don't like heights. I don't like, I don't, and I don't like flying either. So. So, I mean, if I was flying, wouldn't you feel safe? No. Hi. I'm good. Lexi. Yeah, Lexi. I really love this shot of Lexi, the dad, like, kind of hanging off the plane while they're taking off. Mm-hmm. I think that, that shot was really cool. His superhero, or villain? I don't even know what you would call him. The Red Guardian. That's the he would, He's a hero for Soviet Russia, but he's a villain in a... So, what would he be? Is he technically an anti-hero? No. Deadpool's an anti-hero. No. It's me. Hi. Stop. I'm the problem. It's me. Red Guardian... It, I'm not saying he's a hero at all, because he what he did steal classified documents for Soviet Russia, which I don't even want to get started on that whole thing. But, I don't know. Um, so they fly to Cuba, mm-hmm. and um, they basically try to kidnap the girls. Uh, yeah. we, learn, we learn that Alexia is working with Drakov. Who runs the Red Room. Or, I don't think he knows that Dracoff runs the Red Room. But he hands him this, like, seedy-looking thing. Which, we learn more about. That's from the Northern Institute, or whatever that was called. Yeah, I think it's the North Institute. Which, if you remember, during that time, Hydra took over S.H.I.E.L.D. Hydra infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. in the, what, 70s? Right? From what we learned in Winter Soldier? Yeah. Was it... No, it had to be 50s because it was, a uh, um, Armzola let, um, got Hydra people in. Mm-hmm. When he was taken. This thing where the officers are trying to take the girls and Natasha, in trying to protect Yelena, mm-hmm. grabs the officer's gun. And it's so sad. Um, and they basically drug them. Yeah. Um, and then there's this kind of, like, montage through the opening credits to the tune of Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana, but a cover version. Yes. And, which, apparently that song is about, like, um... Rebellion. It's about rebellion and about, like, the, 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 like, sticking it to the band kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting... It's a very interesting song to choose. So... My friend Frances, who was on our Loki episode, she wants to do a podcast about what she calls needle drops. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, um, like, the MCU is, like, until... I, I always noticed music in movies, but until she mentioned it to me, and now I'm noticing it everywhere. Yeah. And, like, everything that I watch. Um, and so I thought of her in this moment. Um, I just thought it was an interesting, and the fact that it's a cover by women mm-hmm. to these, to these, this montage of a bunch of girls. Watching explosions and, like, it, I don't know, it's just an interesting touch. We don't need to linger on it that long, but, No, like, but it's also interesting, in the same montage, you see Drakeoff with a bunch of world leaders. Yeah, you do. It's almost like a hit list, like Natasha's hit list. Um, it's just him with all those people showing that he has power everywhere. With, like, Clinton and other presidents and... and other world leaders and other countries and... Yep. Because the Black Widows could make or break societies. Mm. They could infiltrate and just destroy. Because that's what people thought. 
Black Widow was doing at first for Tony. That went, because in the comics, Black Widow sometimes is evil and sometimes good. People thought she was still working for the Red Room when she was introduced. Yeah. To infiltrate Tony Stark, to infiltrate the Avengers, to give them their secrets. Mm -hmm. That's what people thought. So then we go to 21 years later, mm -hmm. and Ross is looking for Natasha. Yeah. Because it's post-Civil War. Uh, I did very quick math, which means this is 2016. It's 21 years after. Oh, yeah, true. 1995. True. You should be proud of me for that math. Good job. So he's looking for her, and he thinks they know. He, they're walking into a building, and they think that they've got her cornered. And she's like in the bathroom, and they're looking for her. And she walks out of a door, and they're and she's like on a ferry in Norway. Yeah, like they're they're not even in the same country. Or not even in the same hemisphere. Yeah, I don't know why Ross thinks he's such just so he thinks he's hits everyone. Like I don't know why he thinks he's this like awesome general Secretary of State dude when he literally can't do anything right. Like, he failed at getting the Avengers to sign the Accord. He fails at everything. Am I wrong? He failed at getting the Hulk. And he had the entire U.S. government army at his disposal. And he still failed to get the Incredible Hulk. General Ross is just a loser in the MCU. Because he can't win. He doesn't win. He doesn't... Which I know that's a hot take. But General Ross in MCU has been sort of not a waste of time, but not a very interesting character. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, until he becomes the Red Hulk, I don't see them going anywhere with Ross. Until he becomes the Red Hulk. Which yeah. they might, because now apparently Harrison Ford is playing Ross. And so. Why Harrison Ford retired? No. They just announced also that they're making Indiana Jones 6 or 5? I mean, get that coin. But, I mean, he's also like 80 years old at this point. Um, so then we go to Morocco and we see Queen Florence Pugh. I love her. Midsommar is like one of the and best then, movies uh, ever. Yeah, we see her and a bunch of other Black Widows. Yeah. After learning that the Black Widow program um, should have stopped. Yeah, and Yelena basically disembowels the lady. Yeah. Who then basically sprays the antidote. If you remember the red antidote thing that we were talking about in Hawkeye, it's the same red antidote as now. So she gets free from the mind control, which, uh, when, as we learned later, was introduced when uh, Black Widow escaped. Mm -hmm. When Black Widow, when Natasha um, left. So that they wouldn't have anyone leave again. They put in mind control devices in them, which that's pretty cool. Not going to lie, that seems kind of sketch that you can't even control your own people, so you have to mind control them. Yeah, which shows how little power the leader actually has. So, so she basically anecdote or she gets the antidote to the yeah, and cuts out she the, cuts the tracker, tracker. Which and when we learn about your least favorite character in this entire thing. Matthew, Matthew's biggest beef with this entire movie is Taskmaster. They did Taskmaster dirty. So get what they were, where they were going with this. I don't. They changed the entire character of Taskmaster. Matthew's a bit of a purist. No, it's not even that. It's literally Taskmaster in the comics and in everything else he's in. He's been a Taskmaster has been a dude in everything in any of the games, movies, or like the animated movies. The animated TV shows and the comics. Taskmaster is an ex Shield agent that defected because he didn't agree with Shield's ideologies and policies. So he became a mercenary for hire, but he had an ability to mimic anyone's fighting style. So he has the same fighting style as Captain, as all the Avengers and most heroes and villains. He has, he can mimic their fighting styles. That's kind of what this Taskmaster is. Because of a computer program. Yeah. But the real Taskmaster 
Could, he just has like an eidetic memory, like Spencer Reed from Curve Lines. Yes. He has a perfect memory where he can mimic anything, like Master of Disguise. Mm-hmm. Or he can mimic anyone's voice in disguise. Taskmaster can mimic anyone's fighting abilities. I feel like that was kind of cheap to use Taskmaster. I somewhat understand when we kind of get the third act, like, um, plot twist with uh, Dracov's daughter and things like that. I kind of understand where they're going a little bit, but I do understand your frustration at the same time. So, um, so we it's le- still a good movie. That's just my biggest beef with it. Yeah. Is Taskmaster. Like, you know me. A good Marvel movie needs a great villain. And I feel like we didn't have a great villain in this movie. I mean, I guess we had Dracov. But I wouldn't say he was the great. Like, <laughs> Obadiah Stain was a great villain. Whiplash, great villain. Thanos, Green Goblin, Doc Ock. Baron Zemo was by far the best villain of the MCU. You hated Baron Zemo at the, in the moment. I didn't like the character, but I liked how he was a villain. Mm-hmm. He, he broke up the Avengers without even laying a From the finger. inside, Loki. Loki is a great villain. But MCU for MCU movie for me, a it can't have that too many villains because it did it had a ton of villains in this movie. A movie can have too many villains, and this movie had several villains. It had, in my opinion, General Ross is a villain. In my opinion, you can come at me in the comments, you can come at me in our DMs, but General Ross is a villain. He is. He wants to stop the Avengers because he believes the. He's a bureaucrat. Is what he is. And some bureaucrats are villains. It had General Ross. It had Dracoff. I almost said Draco. Plus, Can you imagine Draco Malfoy? He would just be sniveling in a corner. My <laughs> father will hear about this. And then all the Black Widows. I think it's similar to Bucky in that... When Bucky is in Winter Soldier mode, yes. When Bucky is in Bucky mode, no. So anyway... But that's, that's three villains. Or four villains, technically. Because I'm counting all the Black Widows as one villain. So, four villains to one hero. So, she has a... Fr- so. Natasha, when she's in hiding, she gets this guy to give her all of her identities. Which is her Jarvis? She has an, a, a passport for the name of Fanny Longbottom, which kind of made me um, giggle. giggle a little bit. Neville Longbottom. Um, I thought it was just a funny name. Apparently, that is a real name, according to that dude. But I think it's sweet that... um. Uh, Yelena named her dog after that name later. Mm-hmm. I think that's sweet. Yeah. Um, so she has this box of, like, mail and things. So that was all in the Budapest apartment. Yeah. Because someone else moved in to the Budapest apartment. And so then she... And Black Widow also had that case. Yep. With her. And she, she goes on a drive, and... She, she heads to... She's heading to the airport to fly to Budapest. And then she gets... She tries to blow up her car. Yeah. And she has a fight with Taskmaster on the bridge. Yeah. And she doesn't even know who that is. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what Taskmaster is or anything like that. And then this is when we learn the box is full of anecdotes. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Widow opens the box and pretty much gets thrown into the river and then comes up and she sees... She doesn't know what these are. Yeah. She just knows that that person wanted these. So she heads to Budapest, which I am finally glad we learned what Budapest is. So, but there's a callback when she's talking to that guy who I never learned his name. Um, there, he's kept, keeps calling it Budapest, and she's like, Budapest. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Budapest? No, she's like, Budapest. And there, it's a callback to in the first Avengers when her and Hawkeye are doing the same exchange. No, it wasn't that. Yes, it was... It it was, um, this reminds me of Budapest. Yeah. You remember Budapest very differently than I do. Well, but no, but Natasha goes, you mean Budapest? Sure. It's a, it's a call back to that conversation. Yeah. But I am finally glad we learn what happened in Budapest. I love that line, because Yelena is there, and I love that line where they're like, what kind of gun makes that? And she's like, arrows. Which, I am glad we finally finally learn what happens there. Because they've been hinting at that since the first Avengers movie. 
They've been talking about it. I love this fight scene between Natasha and Yelena. Because they're both Black Widows, so they have the same fighting style. Swimmer's fighting a mirror. Which is cool. As cool as but I like Florence Pugh's and um, Kate Bishop's fight. Yeah. I that like, was still a cool, like, fight scene. I like how creative this was and, like, how they, like, she goes to use the curtains. And, like, they just both choke each other out. Mm-hmm. Yelena was the one that sent her the anecdotes. Because you could get one of your smart buddies since you're Avenger. We're not talking now. Great. What, what use are you now? And Tasha thinks that he, she killed Dragov. Yeah. And we learn that he had a daughter. Yeah. And she used his daughter as bait. And one of the Black Widows finds them. And or all the Black Widows find them. This is when I said in my notes that this movie is extremely action-heavy. Yes. Um, so, I mean, it's like a typical MCU movie. It might have been too action-heavy for my from my liking. Yeah. I think it's because we're coming right off the shows that are very... There, there's action and then there's lulls and there's action and there's lulls. Yeah. Because in the shows there's, what, action one, maybe once or twice an episode? It's like there's a there's a beginning scuffle and then there's some lull mm-hmm. and then there's like a big battle. That's usually the pattern of it. There was a Black Widow that jumped off a building and she basically breaks her leg and she's essentially what's, what is a suicide bomber? Because... No. Dragoff has, like, make her kill herself, basically. No, so Dragoff can make anyone kill themselves because of the chip in their leg. The yeah. chip in their leg uh, controls them. Mm-hmm. So, I want to say suicide bomber, because suicide bomber is usually their choice. Yeah. But she was being controlled to do it. Yeah. So, instead of spilling secrets, he made her kill herself. Instead of spilling secrets. Mm-hmm. Which... I don't know, that's kind of dark and gross to do. Yeah, so then Taskmaster is chasing them. He, they have a bow and arrow that I thought was really cool. Um, and there's this really cool shot that you really liked of them, of Yelena and, and Natasha sliding down. Mm-hmm, I've always wanted to do that. Sliding down the escalator. It's like a median in the middle of I've the escalator. I've always wanted to do that. Um, always want That chase scene was cool. Like, just with them going through the city and, like, some, like, minivan. Yeah. Trying to escape was pretty cool. They hired an event. Which is the same event that Black Widow and Hawkeye You, you see, in. like, a game of Hangman. Tic-tac-toe. They hid in the event for two days. I love Yelena's sarcasm. She's like, that sounds fun. You let me bleed out just to come up here? Like, because she got cut, and she wanted to bandage her arm. She's like, no, wait. Yelena makes fun of Natasha's posing. The same posing. So, like, we just rewatched the end of Infinity War. Just the, um, just like the Avengers Assemble scene. Uh-huh. Spider Man does the same pose as Black Widow. Is the end of Endgame? Yeah. The you Aven- said Infinity War. At the end of Endgame, that's my bad. At the end of Endgame, the scene where he says Avengers Assemble, and then we get the whole Avengers music. Yeah. Spider Man does the same pose as Black Widow. Yep. So, did he learn it from her? By watching videos of her? Or is that just like a normal like fighting pose? But I feel like that would be bad because you're down low. You can't really hit high in that weird pose. Right? Yeah. But you could do a nice uppercut though. Then Natasha and Yelena are like sitting in what looks like a bar or some kind. Or a restaurant. They're like enjoying a beer together. No, it's like a gas station. Something like that. Um, But they're like, they're just like bickering and yeah. making fun of the pose and just all of that. Their, their story is so sad to me. And then they steal the mechanic's car. Well, before that, Yelena's like so excited about the her vest. Because that's the first thing she could buy for herself. She, I just love it. She's like, you have so many pockets. I'm sorry, I cannot do a Russian accent and I'm not going to try. I'm not even going to try. I would offend someone. Um, I don't know who. I don't know who in Russia is watching our podcast. We have one viewer in Australia. Shout out to you. Um, Get more of your Australian buddies. But I don't think about. I don't think we have any in Russia. No. Um. So they come up with a plan to. They're asking, like, she asks Elena, "Do you know where the red room is?" She's like, "No, it's constantly changing." They were trying to figure out where the red room was. She keeps saying, she says the red room's constantly moving. 
like moving around so they don't ever know. And so Black Widow says, I know someone who might know. And we flash to Alexi in prison. Talking about this Captain America story 25 years ago. But Which he was still frozen. Yes. He got unfrozen in... That's the thing. We don't know when he technically got unfrozen. We know it was before Avengers. So some people think he got unfrozen like 2011. Because the Avengers takes place in May of 12. So that's the thing. They, don't, they never have said when he got unfrozen. They just said 70 years later. And so... I don't know. Um, I love Yelena and Natasha's great outfits. There's no suits? I just... I think it's... Because, okay, white is a really rare color in the superhero world. Mm-hmm. Really, I can only think of Moon Knight. Well, because there's a quote by Moon Knight that says, like, I don't want to blend it. I want them to see me coming or something like that. And it's, it's just white is really unique. And I think it... I just, I really like, especially because you're so used to seeing Natasha in black, uh-huh. that I just, I really like this white outfit. I think it's really cool. Yeah. You, you're you used to seeing her in the Black Widow outfit. Um, so there's this big bridge that they're on, and... Or, um, they give him the earpiece by giving him one of his own dolls, mm-hmm. and he popped, the head gets popped off, and he's like, ooh, what's this? And he's, they're like, oh, oh, the little action figure. Yeah, we're going to break you out, and you need to go to the far door. And then he just breaks the window and just pretty much beats the two guards up. This, I'm not a huge Red Guardian fan, in all honesty. He was the Soviet Union super soldier. Yes. And so Yelena then starts an avalanche. By mistake. Yeah. By shooting a rocket at a guard tower. And he's like, or she says, like, if he can't make it up a wall, how can he make it onto the plane? Because you saw him try to parkour up to the bridge, and he just fell. Which was really funny, because that has happened to me when I would parkour. Miss, and you just fall. What did you parkour? Like, 15 years ago. Why am I just learning this about you? I've told you this. You Yes, I did. I do not recall. I would parkour off, like, roofs and stuff. That sounds safe. I mean, what do you expect teenagers to do when we're out of paintballs? Anyway, so we learned that the mom, their quote-unquote mom, is in St. Petersburg. And they're like, do we have enough, we have enough fuel to get to St. Petersburg? No, they, uh, she says, we don't have enough fuel. He says, yeah, we absolutely. And they Next crash. thing you know, you just they just crash. I will say that there is, um, more to this scene, but in, in... And trying in an effort to, like, not to talk about stuff like that, I would rather skip over it. How she responds to it is funny. funny. The actual weight of it... Is not. Um, it's just kind of depressing to me, so we're just gonna... I... So, basically, they go to Molina. Yeah. And she's a pig farmer now. Or she tests on pigs. She tests her mind-altering ability, basically. Not ability, the, uh... There's a chip in the back of their neck. Yeah. And I love this this scene of um of Alexi trying to fit into his Red Guardian outfit. And he's like, he comes out of the bathroom and he's like, it still fits. I never washed it. Gross. It's been like 24 years. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know if anyone out there has ever, you know, like, okay, maybe post-pandemic, I don't know, put on a pair of jeans that you haven't worn in a year. That is not easy. And his suit was leather. Right? But doesn't stretch. Like, at least my jeans have spandex in them. So then they're all sitting at the kitchen table, and the pig opens the door. Or she brings the pig inside. I don't like that she suffocates the pig. It's to I show, find that disturbing. It's to show that she figured that, so... She's like, it, don't, it needs 11 more seconds in order for... like. It so that's, for, so it the Northern Institute was working on mind control, which was a Hydra base. Mm-hmm. Which is terrifying. That Hydra was trying to make mind control. They just gloss over that. Like it's nothing. If Hydra got mind control, what terrors they would have committed. What atrocities they would have done if they figured out mind control. I'm sorry. But that's just terrifying beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Would you want Hydra to have mind control? No. Uh, so explaining Dracov's plan. 
And Yelena is pissed that, like, her happy, quote-unquote, childhood... Was all fake. Yeah. That it was just them trying to break into the Northern Institute. And we learned that Natasha was taken as a baby. Mm-hmm. And that her real mom was killed when, when her mom was trying to find the Red Room. Yeah. Because she was, she was told her entire life that her mom dumped her on, like, the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And didn't want her. And then... Melina has already called the Red Room. Yeah. She, like, double-crossed him, basically. That we think of. That yeah, we, we know think. Of, that we yeah. know of. And Alexi gets shot with a bunch of those little tranquilizer darts. Which reminds me of, like, the... Do you remember the Hulk scene in The Incredible Hulk when that happened? Uh-uh. No, I'm sorry. I'm getting that confused with the um animated TV show. Never mind. Um, They Never. arrive at the Red Room... It's this, like, big tower. Natasha, yeah. It's, the reason why they no one can find it is because it's flying in the sky. It's surrounded by a fake cloud. Yep. So no one will ever see it. Mm-hmm. Which, that is pretty cool. I'm sorry. But it was very, um, I mean, obviously. Futuristic. No, I was going to say it was very stereotypical supervillain of him. Yes, I'm sorry. But if you can make a floating tower in the sky, you can help society better. To be better. Yeah. You could absolutely make society better. Or even advance science. Like, science. I'm sorry, if you choose to be evil, if you're super smart, shame on you. So, we learned that Melina was actually Natasha wearing the mask technology. Yes. That uh, she does in, I think, Winter Soldier. Yes. When she goes in as the, um... The council lady? Yes. Um... And Yelena is about to get her brain cut open. Yelena has a ear chip, and so does Melina. They have ear chips. And Melina's like, you have a knife in the right side Mm -hmm. waistband. And cuts it, and she beats up some doctor. So, Drakov is a new kind of evil. Like, there's supervillain evil, and then there's super supervillain evil. Which I could say Baron Zemo is super supervillain evil. Like, this guy is literally trying to take away people's free will. Yes. Which is an excellent point to Loki. Is there free will? Because according to Loki, mm-hmm. everything is set in stone. So technically, is freeing the Red Room free, like, for Natasha, is that free will? Yeah, but it's like taking away all these gods' agency. I know, but that would be a part of the universal timeline. So, is he doing something that's already taking away their free will? Or is he just doing what he is supposed to do? I'm not saying what he's doing is right, by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying, according to the TVA, the time variant... Authority. Authority. I was about to say association. According to the TVA, and Kank, he who remains... Says there's no free will. That everything is set in stone. Here's the thing, though. So, my my issue, really, the, the core of my issue with Dreykov is the, um, is the fact that not only does he target young women, he rips them away from their family. It's essentially trafficking. And he also does forced hysterectomies. That's the core of the issue for me. Yeah. I obviously there are several other issues, but that's the the bulk of it for me. So, is it is he is he really taking away free will or is he Well, he is. But according to TVA, TVA there's no free will. Everything is set in stone. So, if they technically kept their free will, they would be, technically be variants up until the until the time that they do get their free will back. Right? Mhm. So, is there such thing as free will? I don't know. I'm asking just... It's just a philosophical question. I mean, kind of like the ship of Theseus from WandaVision. I don't know how to answer that, to be completely honest with you. Okay. Let us know what you guys think. Yeah. If if you think that in the MCU, everything that's happened is because of the TVA... So, we learned that Taskmaster is Jacob's daughter. So, Natasha thought he was dead. And yeah. he is not. Well, and they, she thought that she blew him up 
but she blew his daughter up. Instead. And his daughter kind of become became... Taskmaster. No, like kind of brain dead a little bit. No, just disformed. Just a, disformed. That's all. She was in like a coma and had to get surgery. She's still all there. He put a chip in her neck to keep her alive. Yeah. Otherwise she would have died. And um, so Alexi fights Taskmaster, and Yelena does the pose. She's like, "This is stupid." Um, but I like the Black Widow pose. It it's her signature pose. You know, like how Iron Man does, like the the one hand thing, yeah, or like the little flying thing, and Cap does like his shield out, and like Buck, like Falcon will do like this and have the wings come out. I love how we're motioning; they can't see us. But, like, Thor does his, like, hammer thing. Like, yeah. Like, puts his hammer up in the air. They all have their... Even Hawkeye has signature ways of shooting and stuff. <sighs> he has his, like, flips and things. Yeah. And just that pose is Black Widow's thing. It's not a fighting style, it's just a pose. Um, I really hate the idea of the pheromone lock. But it makes sense. So, basically, you want to explain what the pheromone lock is? So... The cool thing about this scene is they are talking, and so we, at this point, we know, we learn that Melina and Natasha had a plan mm -hmm. to get onto the ship. Technically, it was Natasha who called. It wasn't Elaine, or it wasn't Melina. Mm -hmm. It was Natasha who called. Mm -hmm. Elena and Red Guardian had to be kept in the dark mm -hmm. for the plan to work. Mm -hmm. And as he talks about the pheromone, she talks about the pheromone, like, in a cut. So, Melina and Natasha make this plan to leave Elena and Red Guardian in the dark. Dracoff is saying, I have pheromone blockers, you can't hurt me, and then next scene, she, uh, Melina tells Natasha, he has pheromone blockers, you need to sever the nerve for your smell. And she breaks her own nose. So, he was, she was trying to make him punch her in the face. Mm -hmm. By, like, making fun of him. Yeah. And... He was punching her in the face and kicking her, and she was like, you're not even strong enough to break my nose. And she just slams her face on the table, and then she just, like, punches him. He's, she's like, well, sever the nerve. Your pheromones don't work anymore. And she snatches his ring, which activates the little touchpad thing. Or he sees, or she sees that he can use the ring to unlock the computer. Mm -hmm. And so when they're fighting, he gets knocked down. While in the fight, she takes the ring off him. Um, Which, that's... And it, we learned that there's, like, thousands of widows. No, there's maybe a hundred. There was way more faces. Maybe two. There's not thousands. Yes, there's thousands. Somebody did the math. Oh. Jeez, okay. Yeah, that's a lot of black widows out there. But some of them could be, like, super, super old. Yeah. Where they may not be black widows anymore. Um, so all the widows, the current widows that are at the Red Room, come to kill Natasha. And Yelena attached the vials to a grenade and threw... Or like threw, a smoke grenade. Like, and she uh, throws it into or the... Or no, it's a flash. It's a flash grenade. She throws it into the room and it explodes and kind of... Freeze all of them. Mm -hmm. And... And then uh, Natasha reset her own nose, which I thought was disgusting. Yeah. I've broken like three bones, and I've never, but I've never broken my nose. Never broken a bone. With all of the dumb stuff I did in high school. Broken, I've broken my right thumb, my right wrist, and my right ankle. I don't count fingers. I don't count fingers or toes. It was pretty... It was broken in, like, two places. Oh, I mean, I've broken a toe, but I've just taped it back together. But I don't count toes or fingers uh, because you can't really do anything to fix it. You can't put... Oh, I've also broken my tailbone. Oh, yeah. That sucks. Like falling on ice. Yeah, I was in New Jersey around Christmas time, and I fell in a parking lot on ice and broke my tailbone. That sucked so bad. Because, like, you can't do anything for it. No, you can't. You can't even put a cast And the, the suckiest part is that three days after I broke my tailbone, I flew back to Texas. So I had to sit on a plane for four hours. You probably sat on a donut. I had this, like, special pillow. It wasn't a donut. Oh. It was just a special pillow. Um, That's kind of funny. I'm not going to... It sucked really bad. The lady next to me was really sweet, though, because, like, there was an open seat. 
And so she let me have extra room so I could, like, lay a little bit so I could take the pressure off. Yeah. She was really sweet about it. Um, anyway, um, so Antonia finds her. Antonia is the taskmaster. Yeah. Or, uh, first they, um, Elena, uh, blows up Dreykov. I love that shot so much. She, like, takes the stick and, like, shoves it in the propeller. Mm-hmm. And gets blown off, gets knocked out. Natasha jumps off of a parachute to save her. What, what? She, like, attaches a parachute to her as she's falling. falling. And, which, this is a call back to the first scene when, as little kids, you know, uh, Natasha says, first one falls, loses. Mm-hmm. And, um... Oh, they're, like, doing the little backbend things? Yeah. And Yelena falls first. And so she puts the parachute on so that Yelena falls second. Mm-hmm. Or lands second. And, which, her flying to Elena is by far the coolest. It could have been a lot cooler if she, like, flew through the helicopter carcass, like, perfectly. Carcass? The destroyed helicopter. I love how you called it a carcass. It is a carcass. It's a helicopter carcass. Is that gold? I think so. Yeah, because when a plane crashes, it's a plane carcass. I've never heard that the word in that context. I mean, a carcass is a dead thing, and the helicopter's dead. I guess. I've just never heard that word in that context. No, but, like, Natasha, like, sort of flies through the hel- the broken helicopter, but hits it. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be a lot cooler if she just, like, It reminds me, it. there's a very similar scene in the first scene of Falcon of the Winter Soldier, where Mark Falcon Finn just, like, flies through it. Yeah, and he, like, saves, I think it's Torres that he saves. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I just think it's it. It's not really a callback, but that's the, that's what it reminded me of. Uh, so then Natasha uses the antidote on Antonia. She comes to, and she's like, "Is he dead?" And Natasha's like, "Yes." And Ross arrives, your favorite person, the lamest villain of them all. And they and Yelena and Natasha do the little whistle that they do at the beginning. It can't whistle very well. It, it's very um, Hunger Games esque. Mm-hmm. Like, and Yelena goes off to save the other widows. Yeah, the other widows come back to save her, <laughs> to save them. And they take Taskmaster, and they are going to start finding the other widows. Which we see in Hawkeye as well. And then we go flash to two weeks later, Natasha has a really new fancy plane now. Which looks like a... And it's implied that she's about to go help the guys break out of the raft. Yes. Which makes sense with how Kat was able to get to the raft. It's never said that, but it's implied. No, she says, I have two families now. One's in trouble, and one is making up. I need to go save the one that's in trouble. So I'm assuming she... I'm assuming she alerts Cap, and then they go save, um, go save Scott and, uh, Falcon and... Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, and then there's the end credit scene, and Yelena goes to visit Natasha's grave post Which is in the middle endgame. of nowhere. You were saying you wanted to know who the other people were. Yeah. Um, and Valentina shows up, and she is tasked with killing Hawkeye. So... That she, is the end of Black Widow. Yeah, so Yelena is a mercenary now. Yep. Kind of like, um... That blonde chick that was, that she tried to save in Hawkeye. When she ruined the white rug. Oh. Like, in that house. Yeah. She's also a mercenary for hire. And so that's what she does now. She's tasked with hunting down Hawkeye. Even though Hawkeye had... I mean, Hawkeye is partially to blame for Natasha's death. But I wouldn't say he's the one that caused it. I think that... I think it was... Because obviously nobody outside of them understands the scope of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I could understand where people would get that from, but at the same time, that was she was doing it for the greater good. Yeah. Because Natasha really didn't have a family, while um, Hawkeye did. Yeah, well, Clint did. So, did Yelena... Oh, yeah, she did get blipped. Yeah. She got blipped. So that's the thing. Natasha probably went to go look for her sister and realized that she was blipped. Yeah. And so she technically had no family. So where does this movie, after we've discussed it, other than the Taskmaster problem and other than the timing of the movie, 
where does it... Or are you just talking about in all of the things? No, I'm talking about, like, how highly do you rate this movie? Not say seven? Like a seven out of ten? Uh-huh. I, I agree with that. I think it would have gone up to an eight had it been around the time of Black Panther. Yeah. Um, but they, I don't think they would be able to explain Florence Pugh's character. This is true. I don't know. I don't. I don't have any ideas as to how they would improve. However, it that part did really bug me because I feel like we're just beyond. I the core six. I feel like the door has kind of closed on them. Besides Hulk and Thor. No, I know. Hawkeye. But I just I feel like three of the six. Are I feel dead. like. Actually, we don't know. Is Natasha actually... Because I feel like Tony and Cap, I feel like... They're done. It would feel they... a little odd if, like, we just had... I know we're going to get another Captain America movie, but it's different. Yeah. It, it's, no, not so about, it's not about Steve Rogers. There's rumors in Secret Wars and stuff like that, like, in future, future content, like, Phase 6 content, that we may see... Tony, Robert Downey Jr. and Steve Rogers, Captain America. Tony Jr., Robert Downey Jr. There's talk. Retired from MCU stuff. There's talks where they might come I guess back they pay him enough. for one movie. There's talks about it. Or it's more rumored because Tony and Cap are both big in the secret war. So yeah, that is a wrap on Black Widow. Yes. Next week we'll be doing Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Is that what that movie's Shang-Chi called? Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. I thought it was the Legend of the Ten Rings. I don't know. It's the Ten Rings movie, which we've seen the Ten Rings at the in Iron Man One and also the Mandarin in Iron Man Three. Um, so we've said this before, but we have been watching Celebrity Jeopardy and Simu Liu as like one of the contestants on Celebrity Jeopardy this season. And he got lucky. I love him. Uh, like as a, like I just think he sounds like a really cool He's person. Funny. Um, so I'm I'm really excited to see what he does, and I'm excited to explore an entirely different story mm-hmm. that we haven't gotten before. That's the thing. Everything going forward is all going to be new story. Well, obviously, before besides Wakanda Forever and Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, but we're getting a lot of new. And Doctor Strange, multiverse madness. But we're getting introduced to a lot of new people in all of those movies. So yeah, join us next week for Shang Chi, and we'll see y'all next week. Bye. If you'd like to send us any feedback or messages, you can follow us on Instagram at the Fan Club underscore Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Fan Club underscore Podcast, and chat with us over on Reddit.com slash r slash Fan Club Podcast. And don't forget to tune in every Marvel Monday. See you next time. Bye.